Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, James reviews X. What's going on, everybody? James here. I'm going to be doing an audio review of the new film, X, which was written and directed by Ty West. I will keep this spoiler-free for about halfway through and then spoil it. I highly suggest going to check it out if you are a fan, not just of modern horror films, but classic horror films as well. On Rotten Tomatoes, this is a 96% critic score, 74% audience score, and IMDb has it at a 7.4. Now, I've been a fan of Ty West for about a decade now, ever since I saw his film, The Innkeepers. He made the sequel to Cabin Fever. He made Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. But his film, The House of the Devil, which came out in 2009, also is an underrated independent horror film. That's one of my favorite horror films of all time, personal favorites. He also made The Sacrament, which is really great. That came out in 2013. VHS, he had a segment on that called Second Honeymoon, the original VHS, which came out in 2012. So he's been an independent horror director for a while. He's done a bunch of horror TV as well in the last several years. This, And then he did a Western also that starred Ethan Hawke called In a Valley of Violence that came out in 2016. But he's going back to his horror roots with his new film, X. He wrote and directed this. And I love this movie. It's it's like Ty is just sitting there with you knowing exactly what he's doing because he really just hit this horror checklist of a classic horror film, everything that we love about horror, while showing you something new at the same time. And here's the synopsis of the film. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast finds themselves Fighting for Their Lives. The film stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, Martin Henderson, Owen Campbell, Stephen Err, James Galen, and Simon Prast. Now, the main concept of this film isn't anything we haven't seen before with, like, characters in a boarding situation or at a hotel or or just renting somewhere in a new house, something like that. But with the pornographic film being made to supplement the plot and give it a little extra zing that's the unique twist on it as well as this movie gives us a new new kind of villain that we've never really seen before and i also found it very disturbing i watched a few scenes through my fingers and i screamed multiple times not that like i can't handle gore i'm not a huge like i don't i don't like the later saw films because they're too gory i think saw one and two that's like i can handle that no problem i could handle this movie for sure but i definitely watched one of the scenes through my fingers because ty west he knows exactly what he's doing in this movie he made the, a classic horror film like i said hitting every checklist every mark that he wanted to It's like he had a bunch of sticky notes in his script that he wanted to hit. He's like, I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to do that just to harken back and as callbacks to great classic horror films. You know, he builds suspense for like an hour in this movie. He's just biding his time, making you wait so that when everything that starts to go down starts to go down, you deserve it as an audience member. You know, you were patiently waiting for it to happen and you knew it was going to come. And when it eventually happens, man, it does not disappoint. And he blows your hair back. There are some in, there are some horrific deaths in this movie, some very unique deaths and some very gory deaths. I think that was his goal was with each person that gets killed in this movie. He wanted to be something that you probably haven't seen before or just put a twist on something you had seen before. 
the tone was excellent, great production overall, excellent directing, great editing, great use of music as well. And the characters themselves were very interesting. You know, the main characters, I would say, is Maxine is the lead, played by Meath Goth, and she's like a young, up-and-coming adult film star. And her boyfriend, Wayne, is kind of like the director, or not the director, he's like trying to start a new business of making a new kind of pornographic film that has like artistic integrity as well. And Jenna Ortega plays the girlfriend of the director of the film who wants to make like an art house pornographic film and like be like an artistic director while doing it. His name is RJ. And then Kid Cudi plays the porn star and Brittany Snow plays a veteran porn star you could argue in the film. Now, they all just get together. It seems like Wayne probably manages a strip club because I think that's what they're leaving when they get hit the road immediately and then set out on their destination where they rented a cabin on this older couple's property. But they didn't, and it's in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And they didn't tell them what exactly they were doing there. They wanted to be like away from as many people as possible and to find a rural location and rural cabin just to give it an authentic vibe and look and feel, which it does for the pornographic film. However, they don't understand the couple that they are renting the cabin from are not exactly mentally there. There's also this really great theme in this film that you never really see in movies. Seldom happens where it's like aging and the effect it has on somebody's mind when you maybe go from being a very beautiful person and then you age and we never explore the mentality of somebody who goes through that process and then when they're older and all they can do is wish they had their youth again, wish they had the beauty they had when they were very young in their, in like you could say, in the prime of their life. And maybe this is a, a case of people who are narcissistic when they're young and attractive and then later on in life, what happens to their minds as they lose that attraction and then what happens to them in elderly age when they look in the mirror and they don't recognize anything at all from what they want to look like or what they look like in the past. And we explore that with the woman, the wife of the elderly man who owns the property. The characters themselves are a lot of fun. Maxine is really fun. And then Lorraine, played by Jenna Ortega, is really interesting where she doesn't want to be a part of this process. And then she's holding the boom mic during one of the scenes. And it seems to be... Let she definitely obviously gets turned on and she wants to end up joining the film, whereas RJ, her boyfriend and director, is adamant that it doesn't occur. Kid Cudi is awesome as Jackson. I didn't realize that dude could act. He's pretty solid in this movie. And Martin Henderson is super charismatic and very effective as Wayne. And Brittany Snow as Bobby Lynn, the quote-unquote, I would say, the more experienced pornographic star, is very confident and also a very fun personality to have in this film. But overall, X just felt like a great classic horror film. All the elements you want. The slow burn of the first and second act. The incredible and horrific and unique kills and murders. A very interesting and surprising villain. Some great twists. Alright, here's your warning. I'm going to head into spoiler territory right now. But if you haven't seen X, I recommend going to check it out. It's awesome experience to have in theaters. You will get scared. And I screamed in the theaters multiple in the theater multiple times. Watched a scene through my fingers. It's completely brutal. But let's get into spoiler territory. Now it's not a perfect movie. I would say one of the one of the weaknesses of it are kind of like inconsistent characters. 
Lorraine, played by Jenna Ortega, she's kind of back and forth her motivations of what she wants to do. You know, at first she's not interested in what they're doing. She doesn't want to be a part of a pornographic film. And then she wants to participate in the pornographic film, which seems to be kind of like a stance that she wants to make against her boyfriend, who's the director, RJ, who doesn't want her to do it. And then she kind of does it, I, I would say, in a way that, like, you can't control me, I'll do what I want, which is, you know, a very interesting motivation. But then it doesn't really make so much sense where later on in the third act, after she does it and RJ goes missing, she, like, says that she doesn't want to break up and she's worried she she hopes she didn't hurt RJ. So, But obviously, like, you, you definitely hurt the guy's feelings. He didn't want you to do it. Not that he should control you, but, I mean, maybe there should have been a more of a a mature conversation between the two of them. Obviously, RJ wasn't a mature person by overreacting immediately and going outside and and trying to just ignore it and then just bury everything deep down. They should have had a you know an adult conversation, which didn't happen. That so I would say that's kind of inconsistent for her. Another thing that kind of came out of nowhere was the acoustic guitar song, which I it was nice. I understand that that Ty was trying to do like a musical interlude to cross cut these sequences that were going on at the same time between the old woman and what's going on in the cabin. But it kind of just like came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden Jackson says, all right, you ready? He starts playing acoustic guitar and then Bobby Lynn just starts singing. I'm like, wait, what? Where did did this come from? Out of nowhere. It's like a three minute song. And I guess it worked kind of, but for me, I was like kind of a little taken away from out of it. I'm like, why not just get the song since you have the rights to it and just play the song over what's going on, but I guess that it's not a small thing to complain about. But overall, the kills were excellent. And then when we find out that, or we see that the the wife of the old man is clearly a serial killer because she's going through some sort of whatever it is, regret or insanity of being elderly now and not being as beautiful as she once was and what that did to her mind is it's probably deteriorated her morally and no one's you know no one's attracted to her anymore nobody desires her her husband desires her but he can't have sex with her because he has a weak heart he's always worried that he's going to have a heart attack and he's he's a mess himself anyways but it's a really interesting take on a villain I, I loved it you know the innocent old lady who would ever suspect her and the kills that she does are brutal you know she acts she's very clever she acts innocently whenever she's about to kill somebody like when she kills RJ her first victim with the knife, my goodness, you knew it was going to happen watching it, but Ty West just made it, made it, built the suspense and drew it out so long that when it does happen, you are just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And she stabs his neck like 20 times. That's the scene I was watching through my fingers. It was brutal and gory and Ty West cut away the first couple stabs, but then he kept it on the neck for like 10 stabs straight and he's just like like this is what i mean by ty west is just like sitting there watching watching this movie with you just laughing and watching you experience it because he knows exactly what he's doing this was all done on purpose and he he's not doing it to be gross yes of course it's gross but he's doing it to be a fun horror director at the same time which i loved although that scene my goodness it was brutal i'm one of my favorite parts about this movie is the goddamn alligator in the in the lake in the pond the first time we see it is when Maxine goes for a swim while while the other scene's being filmed and she's swimming back and she doesn't realize that the giant alligator is following her in the water behind and she escapes just in time, but still unbeknownst to her that that giant enormous monster was about to eat her. And then the, well, then the alligator eventually eats Bobby Lynn after the old woman pushes her in the pond. And my God, I was so glad that the alligator ate somebody because obviously Ty 
hinted at that for a reason with Maxine's character. And when that alligator tore up Bobby Lynn, I was I screamed out loud. That was crazy. The kill of Wayne was also very unique, where he's just looking through the holes. And it's again, it's a thing. You know something's gonna happen. You know he's gonna kill get killed through these holes in the cabin after he steps on that nail on the floor. And then to find out that it was uh, the old woman with the with the rake through the holes. Oh my god, my goodness. So so brutal and then rj i mean jackson gets killed by the old man after he like sends him on a wild goose chase supposedly looking for his wife who's gone missing and then (laughs) shoots him through the chest with a shotgun which was crazy but i love the joke that ty west had for when jackson's silhouette is standing in the doorway with the light behind him and he's naked and his his dick is just hanging like to his shins. It's hysterical. Just like you could see it flopping around. It's so damn funny. Jenna Ortega, her character Lorraine, has a horrible situation where she gets trapped in the basement by the old man. And then um she finds the the other some random other guy who's being who's been murdered and hung in the basement and then she's trapped inside there and then eventually she tries to get out she busts a hole through the door but the old man breaks several of her fingers which was brutal in itself but then when maxine later on runs to the house after the old lady touches her while she's asleep maxine frees her from the basement and then lorraine again this is kind of like an inconsistent character moment where she's now she's screaming i hate you i hate everybody i'm out of here and then she just books it out of the house and the old the old man shoots her dead immediately. So I would say Lorraine's character is just a little in- inconsistent. Not Jenna Ortega's fault. Jenna's a great actress. It's just the character was just kind of all over the place for, I guess, for the script. And then, then it's the final moments are Maxine versus the old man and old woman. The old man has a heart attack because he can't take what's going on. And then a great moment where the old woman picks up the shotgun to shoot Maxine, but she misses Maxine and the shotgun propels her super far backwards in the air and she breaks her hip. And then Maxine runs over her head, reverses over her and squashes her 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 skull like a cantaloupe, which was very satisfying. But overall, the kills were excellent in this movie. Tone was great. When it all starts to get going, like I said, Ty West has this hour slow burn just biding his time, getting you ready, building the suspense so that when everything starts to happen, the hammer drops hard and it didn't disappoint. I wouldn't give this a 94%, 96% of Ron Tomatoes. That seems pretty high. I understand that people must have liked it a lot, but I'd probably give it like an 8.5, like an 85, maybe 9, like around there. 8.5, I thought it was an excellent horror film with some minor issues overall. I'm a huge fan of Ty West. Can't wait to see his next film because I've seen pretty much everything he's done and I highly recommend The House of the Devil and The Innkeepers to anyone who hasn't seen even The Sacrament and his Western film as well, which again is called In a Valley of Violence. Hope you enjoyed this mini review of X. And if you saw X, A24's latest film, I hope you had a blast. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.